So it's great to have you here. Thanks so much for, for stopping in. I'm excited to share some of the things uh, that um, I would like to be doing in technology. Some of these things I'm doing and some of these things I haven't done for a while. So um, let me start by just introducing myself. Uh, my name is Brandon Helder. I am a third grade teacher at Grand Rapids Christian. Uh, previous to that, I was a second grade teacher at Hudsonville Christian. And previous to that, I was a fifth grade teacher at Holland Christian. Um, and so uh, the examples I'll give you today uh, kind of uh, go across that range uh, from kind of that lower elementary to upper elementary. But for a lot of these things, they will apply to all the way down to preschool and up to high school. Um, so you don't have to take any notes today. <clears throat> all of the tools I'm going to share with you today are available on this website. So oneipad.weebly.com. So just, just one thing you write down, that's it. And I'll share it again at the end. So if you, <laughs> you'll, you'll, at the very end, you'll see this. I actually went to log in uh, to make some changes to this site and realized that I can't anymore because I don't have a Hudsonville Christian email address. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so, <laughs> so the rest of the site's a little outdated, but our whole presentation is going to be at the top right here. That's up to date, if that makes sense. So there's going to be a few things that I share here today that are not listed below, if that makes sense, okay? And uh, we'll go from there. So oneipad.weebly.com. Um, also, each of the, uh, the resources that I share there, if you click on the images or the links, it'll take you right to that resource, whether it's an app in the App Store or whatever. Um, it's, uh, it's all there ready for you to, to check out. Goals for today. Uh, usually when you go to um, a session like this, I often feel like guilty that I'm not doing things. Uh, our goal today is not guilt. Uh, our goal is to maybe find a few things, not a ton of things, but just a few things that we're going to try next week. Um, and so a lot of the things I'm going to share with you are, um, don't take much setup, things you can do right away. Um, and so I would challenge you to find some time uh, next, within the next week, sometime between the next Monday and Friday of next week to try some of these things. Um, and also, I'll give you my information again at the end here. I'm happy to um, chat with teachers if they have questions or, or are wondering about certain things. Uh, but uh, it's great when you do something and it works and it's fun to share it with your colleagues as well. True confession, we should probably start here. It's, confession is good for the soul. Um, a lot of the things I share, so I've been doing this session for a variety of years here, and each year I just kind of update it, make changes to new things that I'm doing or things that I'm no longer doing. But I don't do all these things all the time. Uh, some of these things are just things I do at different times throughout the year. Um, and so um, you should assume that I, like you, don't do everything. Um, we're all doing good things, but we just can't do everything, right? Um, many of the <clears throat> things I share with you today, some of them are going to be specific to um, the iPad or iPhone. But many of the things are available, and you can, be, you can do them essentially on any computer or any smartphone. Um, and then last, uh, most of the resources I'm going to give you today are free. Um, and if they're not free, they're worth it. Uh, so um, I'll share some of those things with you. Um, I was told at one point you should only share tech tools with teachers if they're going to make their life easier or students' lives or learning better. Um, and so that's kind of the goal for the day. Um, and so we'll jump right in. So one of the most um, powerful um, things that you can do right away is start using that camera more on your device. Uh, many of us uh, may be in a, a classroom setting where it's kind of expected that we take and share pictures. Um, and if you're like me, you don't do that enough. Uh, we don't take pictures and share pictures enough. Uh, my daughter is in preschool, and I gotta tell you, preschool parents, they're crazy. They, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll, you know, any pictures you can get them, any information, because I say to my daughter, you know, what did you do at school today? And she'll tell me that she found a really big wood chip. 
I don't care. Like, I want to know who did you talk to? What did you do? You know? And, and so it's so great when these preschool teachers just take tons of pictures and post them online for me to see. Uh, and these, these cameras are not hard to get to. In most cases, it's just a swipe up from the bottom of the screen and you hit this little thing and off you're running, right? So taking the images um, is, uh, is not difficult. It's finding the time to do it. And I would encourage you, if you are in a situation where you are working at maybe upper level or uh, third grade and up, find opportunities where kids can take pictures. Um, and so we'll talk a bit about that. It shouldn't uh, just be on you. The quality of the pictures might not be great. But low quality pictures are better than no pictures, right? Um, and so I, gotta, I always share this picture because I think it's so great. So this guy right here wore the same thing for every school picture um, for years. And I just think that's the coolest thing in the whole world. So any first year teachers in here, like this is it. This is where you start. Uh, you're really committed to that collar. So, um, but uh, part of the reason I put this up here is time lapse pictures are great. For those of us who are doing any sort of uh, work, uh, maybe in science, where you're um, growing plants, or uh, raising, uh, you know, like I, this spring, I'll for the first time doing a unit on raising uh, frogs, tadpoles to frogs. Um, and um, so I, I remember when I was a second grade teacher, we took uh, every day we had to observe our plants. And before they could do it, I stood in the same spot every day, held the camera up to my face, and I took a picture of where the plants were. And they all had to put their plants back where they were, kind of line that all up. And I did that each day. And at the end of our unit, we had this nice little slideshow, which was like a time lapse of our plants growing. Uh, which was great. Uh, we also at Hudsonville Christian had um, a fish tank where we were uh, helping a local uh, river restoration program and they, we were breeding fish that were going to be released into the river. So every time we went to art, and now this wasn't even my grade, but every time we went to art I thought, I'm going to stop, take a picture, and then just keep walking. So over the course of the year, I just took a picture every time we went to art. And at the end of the year, I had, I don't know, 30 pictures, something like that, and I just sent it to the teachers, I said, here's the time lapse of the year. Just a quick picture. And they wouldn't let me, and I even told them, I said, kids, I want to take a picture of this every time we walk by. So don't let me walk by without taking a picture of that. You know? And so did I get everyone? No. Other uh, times we forgot, there were times we just didn't have time. But over the course of the year, it was just such a cool thing to be able to do. And I know that they ended up sharing it with uh, the place that does it, and they shared that time lapse with other schools, and it was really fun. So time lapse pictures can be great. Um, it's really good, too, I think, for taking just a small, quick snapshot of things at school. You know, that first tooth. If somebody loses their first tooth at school, that, that requires, that demands a picture. Uh, there's just no exception to that, right? Um, uh, I will, you know, and, and if you've got the device um, on you, you know, you have a, a parent who's upset because their child, they think their child doesn't have any friends on the playground, and you're like, okay, every recess they're playing together, you take a quick picture and you send that to mom and you say, this is a friend look, this is a good thing that's happening. And I realize maybe we don't want to create a situation where they expect us to send pictures, but sometimes it needs to happen, right? Uh, and so sending, sending those things um, along. Um, uh, letting kids take the pictures where possible. So if you're in a situation where they have access to devices, um, I have Kindle Fires that I use in my classroom. It's really easy to pick them up, take pictures. Um, we've done a day in the life of um, second grade, the day in the life of third grade. I just set an alarm that goes off every 15 minutes, and whatever we're doing at that time, I take a picture. If you're in uh, upper grades, actually I've done it with third graders when I've said, no, get the kid, this really kid who needs something to do. Every 15 minutes, they take a picture of what's going on, and then at the end of the day, you've got you know, 20 pictures that you share with parents, a day in the life of third grade. And it might include a fire drill, it might include, but that's part of the fun. Um, also, pictures are baked uh, for parents to actually read your newsletter. So when I put good pictures in the, in the newsletter, I'll, I'll say that here's the Elder Herald, 
plus pictures. I even put it right in the title, plus pictures. And then those pictures are way above, <laughs> right? They, parents love pictures and videos, and so that's a great way uh, to get them to look at what you made. Hey, the same thing is true for video, right? Uh, it's just as easy to take video to, to you know, you, you learn a Bible memory, and you've, uh, you've got motions that go along, and the kids are so stinking cute when they do it. Take a video of that, you know? That's something that mom and dad can see. If they share it with grandpa and grandma, it's the best, right? So, um, same thing. It's just, uh, oh, that's going to be annoying. Sorry. Um, swipe up from the bottom, you go onto your camera, camera and, and off you go, right? Swipe and report. Now, I've, this is really funny, the technology coming in. I'm one of the um, AV people here. <laughs> and some people are asking me to help out with the projectors, and this just isn't a good time. Uh, so I'm going to just set that down. Sorry if the little uh, thing pops up in the bottom, that's why. Okay, iPads. Do any of you have access to iPads at school as part of your own teacher iPad? This is one thing that is specific to uh, the iPad. Um, using your iPad as a document camera. Um, I actually prefer using my iPad as a document camera uh, than an actual document camera. Um, I actually find it works better, and I'll tell you why. Um, uh, basically, you can get a stand, uh, I'll show you this, a stand that looks something like this. So some of them are, this is what the one I have, it's no longer available. Um, I just found out, I tried to, to um, there's really nice one with lights and all this kind of thing, but most of them are great, you can just clip them to any table or desk, and they hold, hold the um, iPad in any position you need to, it's great for if you're recording something, it's like a little tripod for your iPad, or if you're taking a class picture, I literally will take that stand outside and just attach it to whatever tree we're by or whatever, and, and they can take a picture of the group. Um, so you can attach it to anything, kid's desk. And if you've got an Apple TV in your room where you can project this wirelessly, now you have a wireless document camera, okay? And there's some, uh, some benefits to that. Come on in, welcome. Um, so this is what it looks like uh, when you use it. So Stage is the name of the app. It's $5, but totally worth it. And so here they are showing, somebody's doing something about, you know, the parts of a feather, I guess. And there are all these different things you can do. You can write over this on the iPad. I don't typically do that. If I'm going to write on something, I'm going to write on my whiteboard. I project it right on the whiteboard instead of using a screen so that I can write on top of that sort of thing. But there's some other tools in here that you can use that are quite helpful. For a slight, I think for a few dollars more, you can get it so that you can record whatever you're doing. So if you're doing a lesson, you just hit record. If somebody's going to miss it, you can now send them the video or have them watch that video the next day. It's there ready to go. Okay? So there's some recording capabilities. Up here, there's a little kind of screen right there. And if you click that, that's where you can pull in pictures of things that you use regularly. So let me give you an example. If you use KWL charts a lot, you just hit that little button, and you kind of select, and you can share, share or save the images on your iPad, and you pull it in, and boom, KWL chart is there ready to go. Or you use Venn diagrams a lot, boom, it's ready to go. You can kind of have it right inside the app. World map, I use that one quite a bit. So the one I use the most is the line piece of paper. Uh, pull up your journals. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna uh, sort our words for this week. So let's make four columns. That's one line here. Just having them see it is helpful. Um, so it would look different. What's that? So you project that. I project an image of a white piece of paper. Yes. Right, on your smartboard. Um, and then you write on the smartboard. Well, and it, or just whiteboard. I just projected on my whiteboard. I don't have any uh, smartboard. Um, so it's just yeah, it's projected from this right on there, and then I can I can just write right on my whiteboard. If that makes sense. Now, if I wanted to, I could maybe write on here, but again, writing on the iPad is always, whatever. So, uh, and usually it's just I'm giving them quick directions, whatever. And everybody has their own stuff that they're going to use more than others. Maybe it's the hot lunch chart you use every morning when they come in or whatever. But this can be really personalized uh, for you. 
the one thing I want to say about this that's really great is most um, document cameras have a light uh, that you can flip on or that kind of thing. And I never find that it's great. Uh, you try to, you know, you have the lights off in the room and then you have a picture book and it's glossy. And uh, I find that it doesn't work. Whereas this, there's no light. It just adjusts magically. It always looks really crisp and clear. And for some reason, you have no exposure, none of that. I don't have to mess with any of that. It's always very clear. Um, and so that's why I like it. Now, the most powerful thing about it is, you say, what, what's the deal with the document camera? Okay, here I am. We're going to go through a math algorithm together. This is how I think I should do it. Did anybody else do it a different way? Oh, you did? Oh, perfect. Let's see. Let's see what you did. Did you guys see this? And then, oh, you go over. Do you see what I'm saying? This is mobile. It's wireless if you're hooked to an Apple TV, which is really, really nice. And then, of course, they love it if they're on TV. Right? You kind of <laughs> describe. So we've done what, uh, news reports where we literally, they're talking over there, but because they're on the screen, whatever. Um, that's it. So it's basically a wireless um, document camera. And there's just some fun things you can, you can do. And it's that. just the regular camera. It's just the camera that's on these, and it's great. It's great. And I've even been amazed at how much you can really zoom in on things and all that kind of thing as well. So the focus is great. Yeah. Another app for that is Reflector. Yeah, Reflector does that as well. Um, I think, uh, yeah, it kind of depends. I would put them side by side. Reflector is like a beast of an app, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's for like. For less, for more serious people than me, I think uh, that's what you're going to use all the time. I just find this to be great um, for for what I'm using. Okay, green screening. Have any any, any uh, done anything with a green screen? Uh, you do it once, your kids beg for it for the rest of the year. So it's a three dollar app. If that's too much for you, come up afterwards. I will give you three dollars. Like this is worth. Okay, so for three dollars, you get this app. Okay, so here's a picture, and then what you do is, and it's really easy to have this awesome Facebook group where you can see lots of examples. Um, you kind of take an image of a picture or of a kid in front of a green screen, and then you can say, okay, what do I want that green screen to be? And then you can put it behind there. It could be just a picture, but it could be live video. So imagine this kid's telling about like, giving a shark report, and what's swimming behind him? A shark. How cool is that, right? Um, and once you get to uh, once you get to third, fourth, fifth grade, if they are good on the devices. Um, uh, they can do this. They can do this uh, with a little bit of training. Okay. So um, green screens are cheap. Okay. I get them for a dollar a piece at the dollar store. Right. You buy tablecloths at the dollar store. Okay. Green tablecloths. Bright green tablecloths. And I usually, if I'm going to do something with them, I'll get two of them, and I kind of put them up on end. If you only get one. You're, you're, you either have to have the kid really close to it, or you have to just have a small part of their body. If you want their whole body, you have to have more green space. Does that make sense? Um, you can get whole setups. I know there's some schools that have green screens where they paint a whole wall green. If you want to just use the green paper that you have at school, that's fine as well. Uh, the reason it's green is because that's, uh, um, it's the least like the color of skin, actually. That's why they do that. If it was red or orange or brown or anything like that, it would make... Yeah, whatever. So this bright green, so that's what you do. And I only use these, and honestly, I use them, and then I'll use them just a couple of times when I do it. Welcome. So let me just show you some funny, silly things we've done with green screens. So two little um, welcome videos here. We had kind of a superhero-themed uh, video, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to seem a little ridiculous, but this is me. Um, I was starting as a second grade teacher, and I talked about how I get to school each day. And this is the beginning of a superhero theme that I had. And, um, oh, let me close this a second. So here it is. It talks about how I get to work. Sorry, it's a little quiet. Can you hear it at all or no? A little bit? Okay. And Ross. 
Okay, so I found video of clouds, and I put that in the background, and this is me on a bench in my backyard. My wife is a very lovely, loving person to record me doing these things, whatever. So there it is, goofy, ridiculous, right? Okay, and then, oh, we landed at school. Here we are, we landed at school. I'm going to show inside. Open the door. Uh, apparently, one of my superpowers was at memory because uh, I forgot my keys. Hmm. Well, I'm not the only one here with superpowers. You have them too. Uh, let's do this. Let's have you look inside the building using your x ray vision. So, x ray vision is just a poster on the wall, right? Just a green poster. The right. truth is, I do hope that you have a great year here in so, second grade. So, what's great is the next uh, scene that you'll see is me flying over our playground. It happened that the year before, somebody did drone footage flying over our playground. So, I just superimposed my body over top of that footage, and I got, we got something like this. I guess for now, what I'm going to do is just head home. Sorry to leave you here, but um, I look forward to seeing you soon. Bye. So, there I am. Okay. So what was great about this is you'll see the kids actually stop and look up in the image. I mean, it was it just couldn't have been better. Uh, and, uh, and so I just took that, and so that was just kind of a welcoming video. Now, I'm going to be honest in saying, that's not very educational. <laughs> there's, there's not much there that um, you'd say is educational, but man, oh man, I just had so many kids that were so excited about starting the year. And, and, um, and then I did another one when I started third grade. Um, a news channel three, um, same kind of thing. I um, had some fun with this. Uh, you know, when, when people ask what you do over the summer, this is the kind of stuff I do. So, um, oh, let me go back here a second. Welcome, you can come in. Come on, bye. All right. So we'll see if we can get this to come up. And all of these news images and stuff like that are all for free online. There's, there's Mr. Albert, thank you for joining us today. Is it true that you'll be joining the third grade this year? 
Yes, I'm really excited to be joining the third grade team at uh, Grand Rapids Christian Elementary Iroquois campus this coming fall. Are you nervous or, or excited? I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I'm, I'm honestly just looking forward to jumping in. But don't you think it's a little strange? Well, how do you how do you mean? Well, aren't you a little old to be going into third grade? I mean, how old are you? Uh, Thirty-four. But I I think you misunderstand me. Uh, but according to my sources, weren't you in second grade last year? <laughs> yes, I, last year I was uh, teaching second grade, and now I'm going to be teaching third grade. Well, let me be the first to congratulate you on graduating from second grade. That's very exciting. <laughs> you regret to inform you that you'll be the only third grader that's that tall and that old. Um, and you'll probably be too tall for the monkey bars. How do you think that will go? Is, is this guy serious? I, I'm like super busy this time of year. I gotta, I gotta get my classroom ready. I'll see you later. Well, uh, you heard it here, folks. Grand Rapids Christian will be enrolling a 34-year-old third grader. Uh, this year, will be driving himself to school, most likely. Uh, kids of Grand Rapids Christian, keep an eye out for him. Be nice to him, especially if you see him by the monkey bars. Uh, he may have a tough time making friends. He seems a little grumpy. <laughs> so, so what's, what I should say about this is all of this was done in the same room. right? So I wasn't actually in the school. I wasn't actually, all of this was done in the same room in front of the same green screen. This was me just recording all of those different pieces and then pulling it in. So um, it's, um, you have so much fun with it. And, and this was just a way, this was, I was totally brand new to the school and I wanted to have some way to kind of introduce myself um, to, to the students. So lots of fun. Did you now, email that out then? What's that? Did you email it? I sent it out, it was so funny, I sent it out in my, my like newsletter, Welcome to Third Grade, hey go to this link. And I created the link for it, and uh, it was amazing how many kids never saw it. <laughs> but, uh, but then I showed it, we watched it on the first day of school, and it all worked out. Um, so what I did is when I was in a second grade teacher, remember I had that superhero theme thing. The first week of school was a three-day week. The first day of school, with, or first week of school was a three-day week, and I had the kids um, come and take superhero pictures. And so here's one where you just pull the, the words over top, you pull in a PNG image, which is just like one element in an image, and then they just stood up there super strong in second grade, super speedy in second grade, so that was right after the Summer Olympics. There is a head of uh, gold and, and silver runners, and then flying high in second grade. Um, and so those went out to the parents uh, after the first week of school, and they were all over Facebook. I mean, just all over Facebook. It was really fun to see. Um, uh, yeah, this one was a little, a little tricky. He's lying down on it, so you have to think you have a green screen, and the green screen went over a table and he was lying on it. Some tricky stuff, but it's fun. Um, Christmas cards. We made these for our parents. Um, I had the kids stand. The ones that I can't share pictures of, or of children, which is a bummer, because we had some really cute ones where the kids like look like they're stuck inside, <laughs> or you know, freezing, or just really like depressed that they're in, and they're just super cute. So we do a, a photo album. Um, or a photo shoot during our um, uh, Christmas party, and then uh, that night I send these, and um, and they get to share them. Uh, I do. A, I did, or I should say, I did a Willy Wonka summer reading incentive, and so this is just I put a, uh, one of these tablecloths against a brick wall, took a picture of the kids in front of uh, Gene Wilder there, but you'll notice I didn't crop. <laughs> 
So there's the brick wall and the tape. You can see it there. So you get a sense of some of those things. So it's super fun. Uh, you can do this for all sorts of things. Obviously, there's just fun things, but think about they're doing a presentation anyways. They're going to do a presentation about tadpoles. Shouldn't there be tadpoles swimming around behind them? Or, you know, lots of fun things. Could be great dropping into some piece of artwork or a historical setting or a, ge a geographical region. Here's a book report. How cool is that, right? Um, so lots of fun. Um, the iPad, if you've got an iPad, this is actually true with a lot of uh, smartphones now, oftentimes uh, we'll have documents like uh, at school that we do not have to have a digital copy for. You just have a paper copy of something. Um, there are great apps that will allow you to scan a document and not make it into a PDF, but actually make it into an editable document. Um, and usually it's pretty good. Um, and so if you are in a situation where you have documents that you only have a paper copy of and you'd like a digital copy of, uh, you can create it, um, you can do a variety of things. And I should say that if you have an iPhone or an iPad, the Notes app does this as well. Not just saving it as a, a, J, or as a JPEG or a PDF, but as an actual editable doc. So that's a great resource um, as well. Plickers, have any of you used Plickers before? Okay. I'm gonna, uh, it's a little hard to explain, but I think I can do it. All right, so just imagine um, you, um, uh, every kid in your class has got a sheet of paper that looks like this, okay? And um, it's got a kind of a box on it. And those boxes are actually unique to each kid. You'll notice they're all just a little different from each other. And each of those boxes on each side it says A, B, C, and D. And I say, okay, we're going to ask you a question. If your favorite flavor of ice cream is vanilla, I want you to put A up. If your favorite is chocolate, I want you to put B up. If yours is moose tracks, I want you to put C. And if you like Superman, I want you to put D. So they kind of tilt it the way they want. And this is unique to each kid. And you take your device and you swoop it across the room like you're taking a picture. It scans all of it for you and magically populates a graph. It tells you what the answers were for every kid. Does that make sense? So you go across. A um, couple things that I will say about this is it can be used in a ton of really fun ways. I put these codes, and it's all free. The app is free. You can print these things for free. And so each one of them, I think that you can get up to 32 different unique ones. And so the kid who comes first al alphabetically in my room, they're number one and two and that kind of thing. So you can see, and you can choose whether, you, whether or not you want kids to see these results or not, but you scan across. I take these papers right here and put them on the back of my whiteboard. So every kid's got a whiteboard in their desk that they use. Um, and I always have on the bottom a, a keyboard for practicing um, typing, when, at least when I was in second grade when they got their spelling words. First thing they had to do was type them just as a way to kind of learn the key placement. But you can see, here it is, and so it's always there ready to go. We almost always have our whiteboards really close. We use them for all sorts of things. Um, and you can see very, uh, very small bottom, A, B, C, D. So it's actually very discreet. The only way I could know what my partner was doing is if I did one of these things. It's really hard to see. So you can actually ask questions um, um, that uh, you wouldn't think. Like, uh, for example, we're going to do, um, I just finished teaching you something in math. If you feel like you're ready to do it on your own, put A up. Okay. If you feel like you need a partner, put B up. If you want to work with Mr. Halder, put C up. And if you want to quit third grade, put D up. Okay. Um, and, and so quick scan of the group. I know which kids should work alone. Okay, you three go do what you're going to do. I'm going to have you two, you and you work together. You and you work together. I got that all right here. And then I want these kids to come with me, right? I've got all of that right here, and I can keep that information for later. I can, we can do it again the next day, and I can see. 
What's that? Do you love the diesel? Yeah, yeah. And these, you're out of here. No. <laughs> um, so, uh, um, um, it's a great way to, for exit tickets, okay? Get, get an answer um, uh, uh, on the way out. Or I even asked them, like, how many, on the way up to, the, uh, the, to recess today, how many know who you're going to play with today? Okay. How many of you think you know what it could change? How many of you have no idea who to play with on the playground? Okay. Zoom. I mean, uh, and, and it just, I don't know, it gives, um, it's more discreet than you think, and it's very easy, and it's very fun, and the kids think it's cool. Um, great way to do this, some people will use it as for exit cards, some people do it for hot lunch and attendance, turn it to B if it's cold lunch, C if it's hot lunch, they'll even write on the card, which is kind of fun, scan it all at once. If you're doing anything with bar graphs, it's a really fun way to do it, instead of talking about the kids in the book that like puppies or kittens. We can ask real questions about what our kids like, right? And then also um, for voting uh, and things like that class, lots of fun. The kids love it. Uh, book Wizard, if you have to level books or know the level of a book, um, Scholastic has a free app that allows you to scan the, the UPC code of, um, of any book, and it'll automatically bring up the information about that book, including things like the book level, the lexile, um, and then author, and, and those sorts of things. This is, uh, this is helpful in that um, if, you, yeah, if you need to know the level of the book, it's really, really good. Um, it's also if somebody says, I like this book, does this author write any other books? You can just scan it, and then you, you find you know, this right here, and then you can click on the author's name, and here are other books by that author, uh, which is really, really nice. Um, oftentimes, if um, there is not um, a UPC code. Uh, Scholastic books, if you buy those, they don't have codes on the back because they only sell them through Scholastic. You can search by an ISBN uh, up here uh, as well. So that it's just a great way to search and learn more about books. So it's a great way to kind of get more information about the books that you have. And um, uh, if you have a newer phone, it's slick. I mean, it's just amazing how quickly you can go through it. This is a great job. If you've got a level part of the library to give to a parent to come in for an afternoon and just scan books, it's a great way to do it. Um, okay, most devices now, on the keyboard, you can find, whether it's a smartphone, an iPad, that kind of thing, you can find a little microphone like this. Do any of you guys use that microphone ever? Okay, I find that the more I have these devices, the more that I use them. Even just a moment ago, when I was talking about entering that ISBN, I would never type in that ISBN. I would just push that button and I'd say one, five, six, you know, I would just say the number. It's way faster than me trying to kind of type it that way. Uh, and there's some pretty powerful things you can do uh, with that microphone, okay? So it's right there, usually, and it doesn't matter what device it is, wherever that keyboard is, you're going to find it's almost always right here. Um, I find, for example, that my report cards now, I'm, I'm doing almost exclusively uh, the, the narrative part of it by talking. Jacob has had a great start to the year period, right? Uh, uh, he's made many friends, you know, whatever, and I can just say it. The only place where you get into trouble is oddly spelled names. So you have to go through and do that kind of thing. But I do find it just goes way faster for me to speak it. And I find it is more, um, it's less inclined to make mistakes than I am typing through it. Um, so that's one way uh, that I use it. So this is great for kids too. Some kids need a break from the endless toil of paper and pencil. They just want to get their ideas out, but the forming of the letters, it's just they can't take it. This is a great thing for them to do. So just giving them a second, you know, maybe they have one writing time where they don't have to pick up a pencil. They're just going to write their ideas down by putting them. And it's going to be a hot mess when it's done, but at least they accomplish something. There's words on a paper, right? Um, it's also really fun to model 
punctuation in the text, period. Don't you think? Question mark? Uh, it's, it's really good, and, um, and I feel like kids get uh, punctuation, especially these lower levels. They need to see that. They need to know when an idea is done. That's when the punctuation comes, period. Right? Uh, and even talking through quotation marks, and I think it's really fine to take some of your higher level students that come in and say, okay, now you try. You know, you, you say your story, whatever. Um, and then also, I did this uh, when I was a second grade teacher the first week of second grade. We're going to write a blog post about what we enjoyed this week. Come up one at a time, say what your favorite part was. So you say, my name is, and I enjoyed, and then they filled it in, and they each came up one at a time and pushed it and said it. It appeared on the screen, copy, paste, send it to parents. There's a blog post our whole class wrote together. Uh, lots of fun. Um, Siri, uh, Alexa, some of these other digital assistants can do some really fun and intriguing things in the classroom. Um, uh, all sorts of things. So maybe you uh, uh, have a, a student ask you a question that you honestly don't know the answer to. Um, uh, I'm thinking of an example where you're talking about the solar system and somebody says, so how far are we from the sun? I don't know. I can't answer that question. Uh, what we typically would use a Google search for, maybe. Uh, this is great. Uh, you, you hold down that home key and you say, okay, ask that question again. How far are we from the sun? Boom, the answer comes up, right? It's great for, um, uh, oh, and you can get jokes and things like that, but like opening a certain app. If you're having a tough time finding the app, just hold down and say, open the green screen app, and boom, it'll open up, okay? It's great for checking work. What's 25 times 36? Uh, it's, uh, it's great for, I, the way I use it the most, and it looks different now than it did when I was in, in fifth grade, but um, I set alarms all the time. A kid comes to me in the morning, I need to leave at 1.15 in the afternoon. Well, I'm sorry, I'm not going to remember that. There's no, there's no possibility. So I will, I'll grab my phone, I set two alarms a day, I swear. Remind Jacob at 1.13 to go down to the office for a dentist appointment, whatever. Um, in fifth grade, I remember a kid would come to me and say, I need to leave at 1.15. A, I'd say to him, sounds like you need to set an alarm. I'd go over to my iPad and say, um, Jacob needs to leave at, and then we'd, in the afternoon, we'd literally have the alarm going off, and I'd be like, what is that about? And Jacob's like, oh, that's mine. And then out he goes. Like, how cool is that, right? So, and, and I just have that all the time. I won't kid you not, so this is going to let you in on a little bit of, of who I am. Every morning, an alarm goes off to remind me to do attendance. Life happens, and it just gets forgotten. And I need the secretary to like me. Uh, and so there's an alarm that goes off, right? So you got to just find what works for you. So there's some, um, some, some possibilities there. But like I said, you can pull up the weather, flip a coin. Uh, you can set alarms. Um, uh, lots of things. Lots of great things that you can do uh, with that. All right, so now some teaching tools uh, that we're going to go through here. The Globe Bible is not a super fancy app. Um, it's a pretty basic app. Um, I found that, especially in lower elementary, I just didn't have the 20 minutes it took for them to get on the right page in the Bible. Uh, now, it's good for them to get that practice. Sometimes, I just needed the burst there ready to go when they came in from recess or whatever. Um, and so, I, it's a really nice, clean um, Bible app. And I actually preferred having it with a black background and white letters because I could have it displayed in a fully lit room with that and have them be able to see it quite well. You can decide how big you want it to be, how small. Um, you can um, uh, choose what version of the Bible you're, you're working with. It was just a really nice way to present. You can highlight certain parts. Um, uh, there are some digital resources as well, so you're going to read about the feeding of the 5,000. You click this picture and you see a link of where they think that took place. Some really cool uh, resources there uh, as well. 
uh, devices, whether it's computer, uh, iPad, whatever, uh, help us travel the world in a more meaningful way. When we used to be just stuck with globes and wall maps, man, there's some really powerful things we can do with maps. So we've got Google Maps, something we're all very familiar with. Uh, Google Earth, uh, if you let kids go on Google Earth, the first thing they'll do is find their house, then they'll find their school, then they'll find their favorite sports teams, uh, locations, right? Uh, but some really cool things, I mean, if you look at this, uh, you're doing an investigation on urban, rural, suburban. Oh, well, what is this? Well, look how close the houses are together, right? And, you know, things like that. So, and, um, and so you can, uh, you can do that. Google Expeditions is awesome. Uh, if you have access to iPads, I'm thinking like a cart of iPads, you can do it with just one. Basically, you, you go on Google Expeditions and there's places all around the world. Okay, we're going to go to the Eiffel Tower, maybe. And you can... You can kind of show the kids up on the screen. You can look around kind of like you're at. It's like a window to the Eiffel Tower. You can, oh, well, look at that. It's so tall in here. You can see what's around the Eiffel Tower. They can see that up here. Now, obviously, it's more powerful if you're holding the device and walking around. Um, what's really great is you can do a Google Expedition. So maybe you're going to talk about erosion. And so here we are at the Grand Canyon. And everybody's got theirs out. And so we're going to go to this. And, and you can kind of set it up that you as a teacher kind of lead them through it. So you say, explore this part of the Grand Canyon. What are some observations you make? So you see the kids, they're all over the place. But what it allows you to do is you say, okay, now everybody look here. And on your iPad, you point at a spot. And on everyone else's iPads, it has an arrow pop up that shows them where to look. So while they're looking all over the place, then you hit this and everybody in the room, it's so cool to see, goes uh, to the same spot. Now we're all looking at the same thing. Does that make sense? And actually, as a teacher, you can see kind of where their eyes are. Uh, it just shows you red dots of where kids are looking and that kind of thing. Um, unbelievable uh, things. Uh, under, there's some underwater ones, famous places, historical sites. Super cool. Super cool. Um, if you've got an iPad card, this could be just so powerful to br really bring some of those things uh, to life. Could you project that with the Apple TV? So you can project it. There's just something to be said. Like, uh, because it's kind of a 3D experience, you think about it moving around. If you're just watching, it actually can, get, it can make you a little sick. <laughs> Unless that person moves very slowly. If they're doing this kind of stuff, you can handle that because you're moving with it. Does that make sense? So it's ideally um, something uh, that would be used for multiple devices. But if you are, you're careful with it, you can show things and that's, that sort of thing as well. But I, um, if you're a geography, history... Uh, science teacher, this can be just really powerful. Um, so here's lots of ideas of things you can do with maps. And one of the things with uh, Google Earth, a lot of their, they have a lot of 3D buildings you can zoom in on and that sort of thing uh, as well. Uh, I mentioned this, uh, the timer at the bottom, I use it all the time, uh, no pun intended. Uh, and um, uh, just a couple things. There's a really nice countdown timer uh, right on your iPad. Um, there are tons of countdown timers out there that are actually super distracting. And I like this one. I think it's nice and simple and good for kids. Um, uh, we use this for timing certain things for science. There's uh, like a stopwatch. Um, and then this one, a world clock, if you're doing some things uh, with times from around the world or you're learning about time in, in um, class, it's a great resource as well. Ah, yes, the listening station. Okay, most um, iPads, or in fact, every iPad comes with some sort of music. It's, I think it's called the music app. Looks like this. Um, and when I started in second grade, my mother-in-law retired from first grade, and she gifted me 200 book-on-tapes, mm. which was great, except, oh, what a, I don't have a tape player. I refused, just, I just refused to teach them how to use a tape player. 
I, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It's like asking kids to use a quill. I just couldn't get myself to do it. Um, and so I thought, and I actually found it was very easy to convert from a tape to an MP3. You literally have a tape player, and then there's like a headphone jack out, and then you put that into your computer, and then you just press play here and record here, and boom. Uh, so we converted a bunch of those. Um, and so basically what I did is I brought in these, and instead of having like album artwork, um, I actually brought in the cover image as the artwork. So they could go in, and so I would have, um, they, they would choose the books that we had, and then they would um, be able to kind of listen to the book. I started this with just a case like this. I didn't know what I was getting to in second grade, so I bought a case that was like really beefy, and I was worried they were going to eat it or something, who knows. But, uh, and I set it on the table, and I had it set up for headphones and all that. But they got tangled, or they would come out, or and then you start thinking about things like lice, and it's like, okay, we're done with that. Um, and I found that just that uh, um, iPad set up like that um, for four kids uh, at, at max volume was a perfect volume, just loud enough for them, but wasn't a distraction for the rest of the group. And I found that if they couldn't hear it, they just shushed everyone around them, uh, which was awesome. Um, so one of the things, too, I did is I had a lot of multiple books, and I ended up recording some books. Now, you've got to be willing to hear yourself and listen to yourself, a recording of yourself, which many people don't want to do. But I recorded myself reading some of the books that we didn't have recordings of. Um, and um, what's great is I did it, and while I did it, I read them to my daughter. So she and I had this whole system in place where we would record, and I would read the book, and as soon as I touched the corner, she would ring the bell. If it's a you know if it's a read aloud right you have to have a bell so you don't have to turn the page or you can just be following the words too or whatever um, as we did that so now we have like I have like two dozen just recordings of my daughter and I reading through books together which is great my wife found some the other day and she's bawling in the other room whatever. so um, but fun a super fun um, and that's something kids could do they could do a book I mean they could read for each other in this way lots of fun um, and so you do that with simply honestly just just an iPad okay. Um, one thing most people don't know is that if you have an Apple TV, uh, it comes with um, a, a, a stick of gum that's called a remote. Uh, it's about this big and is probably already lost. Uh, it's teeny tiny. I, for some reason, I have a tough time keeping track of it. There's a remote app. Did you know this? Uh, you can get it for your, I, your, your phone or for your iPad. If you lose it, you can use your phone as a remote for your classroom, which is really nice. Whereas the nicest is when you have to type something. If, you're, if you've ever tried to type something using the Apple TV, it's just like, and so with this, you can just use your phone, and you can type really fast, or even even better yet, just hit the little microphone and say, show me Netflix, okay, not that, but whatever. Um, so it, you basically, it's just a re remote replacement. The one thing is you have to set up the app before you lose the remote, not after. So I'll just say that. Um, okay, so some of these things I want to share with you now is just taking some of the content you're already doing and maybe just presenting it in a new way. I mean, isn't that really what we do as teachers often? We just present something that's like, oh, that didn't stick. Let's do it a different way. Okay, got more of you, but still not all of you. Okay, a different way. So this is just one more way that you can show some things. I found two really great math resources, and really all it is is doing some of the things that you're doing with money, base 10 blocks, fractions, and that kind of thing, but just doing it on a larger scale. And the apps that I'm going to show you here, there's like kind of an open web version, so you just go on a website, so if you're on a computer, that works. Uh, but there's also a Chrome app and an Apple app, and they're all free. Okay? So one example here is kind of ridiculous, but it's a geoboard, right? Um, and I can only take pictures of their, their smaller apps, but it, basically this, it's just a really nice geoboard. Maybe each of your kids has a geoboard, but 
um, and you're talking about different shapes and that sort of thing. So it's presenting something you are, use, but it's uh, nice and bright. It's kind of like the difference between presenting a digital image of a document and actually presenting a paper image. Sometimes the paper is just harder to see. It's not as bright and vibrant, and this is kind of a nice way uh, to do it. If you have a white or a smart board, these are smart board friendly as well. So that's just a point. I thought this was awesome. So um, this is uh, their money one. So one of the ways you, they have this great little um, setup here where you're bringing in dollars. And I just thought the visual was so good. Look at this. I mean, they just have a hundred black. And so they have a dollar, which is this big, and then 20. I just thought, wow, I have never presented in this way. And I think for some kids, this could really connect for them, right? And if we have these many nickels, how many dimes have we put a dime over here? Oh, it covers two of those. Some really neat uh, visual ways to do that. This is actually great. You can get rid of this and just have the coins, and um, you can do story problems together. And there's a there's a pocket you can bring in here, like you get so much money. You you know you started with one dollar, so you want to put it down there, and you got two nickels and a quarter, and you put it in there, and then you make the pocket disappear, and you count what was in the pocket. Sounds a little ridiculous, but great, uh, and just a really neat uh, a neat visual uh, there. Uh, number lines, just basic number lines. And whether or not you use the bars or just end up using it on your board and writing on it, just a, a great way to do it. Uh, this is awesome. They have one of them that's all math vocabulary, and it's K through high school. And you can present it, so for everyone it has the word, it has an illustration, and it has a definition. So maybe what you're going to do is you're going to just present the word and the definition and everybody has to draw an illustration. Or maybe you're going to present just the definition and they have to, or you're going to present just the picture and they have to come up with, you can kind of decide what they see, okay? And for those of you who I spoke, heard speaking Spanish before we started, it's available in Spanish, which is so good. Um, and so, um, just great. It's a great way to maybe review the vocab that you've already been doing. Another way to show it, I know for any of you who have had to teach quadrilaterals and the difference between a square and a rectangle, now a square is a rectangle, Ooh, this is just one more way to show it. So, it, And you can think of kind of a game show style thing where you have kids come and guess and that kind of thing. Um, what was the name of that? Um, uh, I, it's, uh, I'll show you the link. It's uh, mathlearningresources.com. Uh, it's linked there, and I can show it to you in a bit as well. Um, base 10 blocks. Okay, base 10 blocks. But it's, it's great, it's clean, it, it, it works well. Um, fractions, this was awesome. Who are these? We get three eighths and, and three twelfths. Well, which one's bigger? You drag them on top of each other, and you see, oh, three eighths is more. Like, you can literally see equivalent fractions right there. And you can do it with bars, you can do it with the circles there uh, as well. Um, so that one, I'll go back just quick in a second to give you the information. MathLearningCenter.org. <coughs> Sorry. Okay. Go through these in a second. Okay. Here we go. Pretty good. All right. So I don't even know. Uh, FET is the name of the site. P H E T. Interactive simulations. These are more science based. So um, uh, all sorts of things that you can do. This one is here's one's about static electricity. It's kind of funny looking. Uh, but here you go. You bring a, a balloon over to this wool sweater here, and it picks up the negative electrons and that kind of thing. Just a nice way to visualize a concept that you're probably just one more way to show it other than you rubbing a balloon on your sweater, right? Um, so there's a bunch of them. So um, and, and you can see there's here's one all about glaciers, gas properties, uh, fluid pressure and flow, gravity and orbits, the greenhouse effect. So all just nice kind of simulations that you can run uh, in your in your uh, classroom. 
This one, uh, interactives.ck12.org, um, pretty basic, looks a little ridiculous, but here we're going to do uh, the states of matter. And so if I were just running this in liquid form, you would see that they're just moving a little bit there. And then you say, okay, now we're going to go to gas, and then you'd see the burner come on, and you'd start to see them move it a bit more until finally some of them fly away, right? They get so hot, they go away, or you'd see them slow down and turn into a solid. Uh, just a nice way to kind of show that. Some of these interactives are quite nice. And these are all web-based. So if you wanted to do some sort of investigation with a student and have them so okay, open the simulation, try this, what happens when you do this, and having it some, I think it'd be a great thing for students to manipulate uh, as well as part of their work. Okay, a um, couple things I want to share with you. This is one that I um, share and I think I use quite a bit. It's called Duet. It's a $20 app, which is like, what? $20, but Duet, all it does is it makes it so that your iPad serves as a, another, uh, in addition to your screen. It's like a screen extender, okay? So what this looks like is you're working on your computer and you can kind of go back and forth, okay? Now, when would you need this? For me, report cards. Report cards. This is when you need it. You have your grade book over here and you have whatever you're supposed to put your grades in over here and you can just drag it back and forth. That's how I use this. Um, it's $20. Uh, sometimes it goes on sale for $15, whatever. Um, but guess what costs more than $20? Another display. Uh, and so it's, it's great. I love it. I really, I think it's, it's um, just nice to have. Okay, I am not a Google Photos enthusiast. I'm a Google Photos evangelist. Uh, it is one of my favorite resources. Do any of you guys use Google Photos? Okay. If you are one of those people in this room that you get a phone that like once a week it's like your storage is full, you can't do anything, haha, -ha. this is for you, okay? Google Photos, what this does is it stores all of your photos in the cloud for free, no limits. The only limit is that you can't store any pictures bigger than like a 10 by 8, I think. If you want to store like your professional photographer, you should probably be paying money to store yours anyways. But um, really no limits to what you can store. And what it does is it stores it in the cloud. Now, a lot of people like having that on their device, but that's actually the least safe place you could keep it. Um, that's why cell phone repair places exist, right? I've never had to have my cloud repaired, right? Uh, uh, we are hard on our phones, and it's hard. It's, and so what you can do is basically, mine is set up that as soon as it sets up to the Wi-Fi, it uploads those pictures and takes them off my phone. Um, so we, I don't end up ever having to use any of my data for my phone. So um, what's great about uh, Google Photos is the way it's stored and the way that you can search information uh, within Google Photos. So it, uh, just like any other photo management app, it stores it chronologically in different moments. But you can search your photos in really interesting ways. So you can say, I only want pictures of trees. I only want pictures of people hugging. I only want pictures of Christmas. And it'll say, well, Christmas is December 25. It's fine a little bit before, a little bit after. My wife said to me the other day, we're doing a... Photo book, I need pictures of the pumpkin patch. I type in pumpkin, boom, they're all right there. Okay, So you can search by, by content. These are all pictures of when I typed in tree. Uh, those are the ones that, that came up um, there. Another thing you can do that's really neat is you can say, I only want pictures of this person. Hey, there I am. And it'll only uh, take pictures of, you know, it'll find that face within. Uh, they have this really cool thing where they'll make these videos. There's one that's called, they grow up so fast. You chose, so I choose a picture of my daughter. And it will find all of the pictures and videos, or many of them, and make a montage. And within 10 minutes, they send me this beautiful video 
from when she was born. My wife and I are watching this, and we're just like, this is the best ever. And we watched it with our girls. Uh, my anniversary was uh, last week, and I just, there's one, um, uh, oh man, the perfect pair or something is the name of it. And you just say, you choose two people, and it just, it took pictures from 10 years ago, and every few, and then just got this nice music in the background. And I said, look what I made for you. She's like, you didn't make that. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, really fun. And think about this, you go on a field trip. You can just say, hey, make a nice video with this. You, and literally, you come in and you, you just took the pictures. You say, select these pictures. There's a video that's ready to go. And you, you've done something amazing without really doing anything. Um, so it backs up things automatically. It's instant. It's awesome. I, I really encourage you. It's a great way if you are involved in any way or know somebody who's involved with a yearbook for your school. It's like the best way uh, to store uh, pictures uh, for yearbooks as well. Um, OK. Common Sense Media is a great resource that I use a lot. It is, have any of you used Common Sense Media before? Okay. Um, it's like consumer reports for parents um, in terms of content for kids, or for teachers' content for kids. So what should kids uh, read or not read? What should kids watch or not watch? What video games should they play or not play based on their age? And, and so, um, uh, so, for example, apps. You can say, I want math apps for somebody who is seven years old or younger uh, for my Kindle Fire. And it will only show you math apps for somebody seven and you know, younger on your Kindle Fire. You can be really specific here. So they do movies, games, apps, websites, TV shows, books, uh, and music. Um, and so we do this a lot with my daughters. You know, we're going to get together for, uh, and watch a movie on Friday night. You can say, I only want to see movies that are currently available on Netflix. You know, things like that. Um, and uh, my daughter wanted to know if she wants to read through Harry Potter, and I'm thinking, nope, you're not quite ready for it, because she's going to have nightmares. And then I could go to the review and say, here's why. Uh, and, and oftentimes, kids will come in, and, um, and I learned this the hard way. Finding Dory is for six and older, and I can tell you because I have a very traumatized four-year-old. Um, but uh, if kids are talking about something in class that is not it's a movie where you're like, wait a second. Black Panther? We're talking about Black Panther? <laughs> yeah. Third grade? You go on there and say, oh no, it's fine. And then I go on to this and it's like, what about these ex um, extreme moments of violence? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. You know? um, and so I always say, if, it's not, if common sense media says we shouldn't talk about it, we shouldn't talk about it. It's a really nice way to do it. And also kind of get a sense of things, but it's really specific. Is there educational value here? Um, they violence or scariness? Um, sexy stuff, so, uh, you know, what does that look like? And it's really good. It catches even the smallest uh, things, consumerism, drinking drugs, and smoking. So, like, Finding Dory, there's uh, some emotional and potentially disturbing scenes and sequences. You wouldn't think about this, but there's one place where she gets kind of attacked by sharks, and it's terrifying for a four-year-old. And if I would have looked at this, I would have known. Um, really good resource for parents, for you to share with parents, um, but also for teachers to look at. Um, and they've got tons of awesome articles on digital citizenship, social media use, if that's something, if you're looking for like um, some resources to give parents from your tech uh, team and that kind of thing, this is really quite good. Um, okay, one last thing. Um, part of the reason, um, uh, I mean, the greatest limitation of, of getting technology is the, the cost, the expense. Um, I had shared about the fact that if you've got an iPad for five bucks, you can turn it into a document. Five bucks plus a stand, you can turn it into a document camera. I was actually, I won um, one of these Ziggy document cameras for a hundred bucks, um, and I, pref I still prefer this, um, but uh, as far as document cameras go, it's awesome. It really does an awesome job. 
um, it, it, um, it's wireless, in, or I should say, it connects to your computer. And so what it is, is it, which I actually prefer, so if you think about it, you've got kind of an app open that shows if you're projecting your computer. But because of that, you can quickly jump from one thing to the next without having to do this source search or switching the input. You can do that really quickly. I find I can do it really quickly on my device. 99 bucks, and they're awesome. Uh, really, really easy to use. Um, uh, take great pictures um, as well. I have Kindle Fires. So I, um, a while back, I decided that I wanted to have one device for every two kids. And I realized that if I waited for my school to do it, it was never going to happen. And um, uh, in a variety of ways, I ended up getting about 500 bucks to spend on um, devices. And I was able to get 12 of these for $500. Okay, day after Thanksgiving, they're 40 bucks a piece. 40, 42 bucks a piece. Um, these things are awesome. Are they iPads? No, not even close. Can I do a lot of what I would do on the iPad? Absolutely. And what's great about these things is we drop them. I mean, the kids are so hard on these things. No case needed. Uh, if you're going to spend $10 on a case, you might as well not buy four cases and just buy one more of them. Right? Um, so I have used these for the past year and a half. I, I asked for forgiveness instead of permission, and I just bought them. And I said, well, I've got the devices. Sorry, give me Wi-Fi. Uh, didn't go over that well, but it's all right. Um, and uh, it's been really good. So if, if, if that is a struggle, if it's just getting the devices, this is a, a route that I took, and it's been awesome. It's been really good. I can do 70% of what I want to do with this but for a sixth of the price uh, of an iPad. So that's something that I, I've used quite a bit uh, as well. All right, so let's wrap it up. I have a blog, The Thrifty Tech Teacher. I should say I had a blog, and then life happened, and I changed schools and grades. Uh, and so now it's more of a semi-regular posting uh, that I occasionally put things out, or I should say it's more a list of memories, uh, things that I've done in the past. But a lot of my Kindle Fire resources and things like that that I have are, are there. So they're available for Thrifty Tech Teacher, basically making the most of the tech you have uh, on a budget. Uh, remember, you don't have to do everything here. Uh, find something that you want to do and do it right away. Share it with your kids. I'm sure they'll love it. Um, and again, this is the website, oneipad.weebly.com. One last shameless plug. Um, I have a group on Facebook, uh, a group of teachers. Right now, it's mostly teachers in the mid, uh, uh, in um, western Michigan. Uh, we talk about book recommendations. I'm looking for a book to do this. And I find it just so valuable. And the book buzz ladies are, are part of this group as well, and they're very active in that as well. But I'd love to have people sign up for it. It's just a great way. I find that I need the opinion of Christian educators. Uh, when I go on and I say, hey, I'm looking for a great read aloud for third grade, and they say, wonder, I think, I wonder what your third grade classroom looks like, right? I don't know that that's quite, they're not ready for it, you know? Uh, so, so I, yeah, here's a resource. I'd love to have you uh, participate and join if you'd like. If you have questions or feedback, feel free to come up and uh, uh, chat here for just a bit. I'll be up here for just a bit. Thank you so much for coming today. Enjoy the rest of your